Hello, you're about to listen to the movie mixtape with Dirk and Marcy. It's episode 28. We're still on our animated mix, and it's a huge week here at the movie mixtape. We've got our dear friends from Rankings, Ty and Danny, on, and they have selected Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. We also have some really incredible, breathtaking art by Mikey P. again this week. So sit back, relax, and take your leap of faith. Hello, how are you doing? We hope you're alright. But don't worry, you don't have to say it back. How are you doing, Marcy? Hi, Dirk. I am giddy. How are you doing? Well, I know you're giddy. We've been having a little chat. And uh, <laughs> it has been uh, very obvious you have had a few sherbets before we've come <laughs> on the air. But yeah, I'm alright. I'm alright. Oh, good. Well, I think, um, you know, we've been described as, what, 80% giggles? One of us has. Talk. But actually, uh, one of the people that said that, uh, they're here today, and then another person's here today, so we've, <laughs> we've, got, we've got Ty and Danny. Am I the other here. person? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're always the other person, Danny. Dang. Not in my heart. Not in my heart. <laughs> I'm the other person in my heart. <laughs> Hi, yeah, guys. How are you What's doing? up? I've, I've got my sun cream and my notes. Yeah. I'm ready to get going. Good. And uh, thanks, Ty and Danny. I presume your plumbing is not working in your house? Yeah, that's the other trend here. If we're plumbing. Oh, sure. L- I, listen, I could go break something real quick if we need <laughs> Yeah. anything to fit in. Let, let's do official introductions. We've got Ty and Danny joining us today for our shared movie for the animation mixtape. And they've picked a movie. And they are from the world-famous podcast, world-famous Rank kings and let me tell you something fellas it was it, I, I knew about your podcast for a little bit before i realized that rankings was like a play on words well done that took a while <laughs> thank you to the smartest thing that either of us have ever done in our entire lives <laughs> isn't it so much better than the original idea of mighty morphin power rankers <laughs> uh, that was know. idea that was idea one oh i don't God. know that's a pretty that is a pretty good name so, uh, we like your, you just had your 100th episode on your podcast, haven't you? Somehow. Unfortunately, yes. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> so, for those who don't know what your podcast is, Marcy, why don't you tell them what their podcast is? Oh, so Rankings is a great time to be a guest on, but I don't know, Ty and Danny might not tell you it's a great time to host, so I'll just say <laughs> I've been on it a couple different times, and I always have a, a good time other than a, a tragic Pokemon episode that recently <laughs> occurred. In, in our top 10 listens, not kidding. <laughs> we yeah. did an episode about Pokemon knowing literally nothing about Pokemon. It made our top 10. Oh, that's incredible. The Marcy I, effect. Well, I, well, I asked Moni- uh, Marcy an honest question then to explain what your podcast was, and I don't think she did a very good job. Oh. So I, I, will, I will do it. It is an incredible podcast where Ty and Danny create separate individual top 10 lists of different subjects, and then they have a guest on who blind judges those lists and maybe sometimes provides their own list for themselves as well. Um, so uh, the possibilities, a bit like the movie we're going to talk about, are endless, aren't they? 
They really are. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen on a, <laughs> on a given show. By this, it's so it's August right now, and August is a very special time on this podcast. Can you guys tell us what August is all about on rankings? Danny, take yeah. it away. Uh, yeah, we unfortunately called Expelliarmus. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a joke that uh, got legs somehow. Um, it's Harry Potter theme month. Every, every August we do uh, an entire month of Harry Potter themed episodes. Um, we just released our 100th episode. We ranked fictional characters that we would hire as Defense Against the Dark Arts professors if we were uh, the headmaster at Hogwarts. And it was non-Harry Potter characters. And so mm-hmm. we had kind of different characters from all mediums. Uh, next week we are ranking the Harry Potter movies including the Fantastic Beasts with our friend Hannah Tache, who you guys know from the 70 Millimeter Discord. So I'm super excited about that. But yeah, it's just kind of all all Harry Potter all the time. Even though we are both uh, Percy Jackson boys, more people know Harry Potter. So <laughs> Harry Potter yeah. What well, I like about that... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, what I like about that name for your August shows is that I didn't get the joke at all, but Marcy did the dirtiest <laughs> laugh possible. So you know... You would fit your target audience there of Harry Potter dweebs. Yeah. <laughs> that is me. Exactly. <laughs> Nailed it, fellas. Oh, yeah. man. Well, I want to know what a Percy Jackson month would be. You guys have to think it's of something. It's a great question. We have been trying to figure it out for a hot minute and cannot do it. That's why we haven't done it yet. <laughs> We'd also that... get like five listeners because I'm oh, pretty sure I mean, me and Danny are the only people who read those books. I've never big, read the right? books, but I like the movies a lot. I want to read the books, but I think I'm just going to Is that wait. true? Did you just say you like the movies? Well, I have a <laughs> Some big... of the worst oh, so book to movies. Wait, 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 wait. Ever. Wait, 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 wait. This is one of those things. Okay, I have a big crush on Logan Learman, so that's that makes why I watched those movies. And okay. big crush on him. I hope he comes back to the TV show they're working on in one way or another. Maybe even yeah. it's like a cameo. I'd just be happy to see him. He's in Bullet Train. I know, because they show the whole movie in the trailer time. No, that's... they don't. They actually don't. Which is very surprising. They don't. I know. I um. But there we are getting derailed already with the bullet train. See, look, look at that. Well, we we have a fun surprise for you guys for your 100th episode. Um, Dirk came up with this idea, so we both made a top three of who we think our defense against the dark art creatures would be. So they're they're going to be Love blind. This. You're not going to know whose is whose. Dirk is oh, going to okay. read them. Do we get to judge? And you get to judge. Wow. Yeah. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. And both of them are themed lists, much like <laughs> okay. your honorable mentions. Love okay. Nice. You know, Love I'm theme, keeping yeah. it. Keeping it rankings right now. So uh, I'm going to go, just to save any confusion, unlike last week on our show, when Marty counted up and I counted down or one or the other, we're going to start at three and then go up to one. Okay? Yeah. So this is the first list. um, And it is, the theme is um, characters who the mixtape have covered. Okay? So number three. So they'll have daddy issues. mm -hmm. (laughs) Number three. Nami. From Female Prisoner 701 Scorpion. Number two, Brain Gremlin. And number oh. three, Fletcher, the drum teacher from Whiplash. Okay. Oh, and what, then, a, what a class that would be. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second list, the theme is Ridiculous People. Number three, Patches O'Houlihan from Dodgeball. Number two, Lieutenant Aldo Rain from Inglorious Pasteur. And one, 
Nada, aka Rowdy Roddy Piper from They Live. So there are your th- uh, two top three lists. Be prepared to judge them, and it doesn't matter who you pick, so long as you pick the best one. I've got my winner right off the bat, and I have the exact reason. Okay. Uh, this? this is tough. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna. I have mine. I have my winner. Okay. All right. I, I am gonna go with the second list, mm-hmm. and the reason for that is because in my initial rough draft of the episode. Patches of Hulahan was my number eight. Oh my! Interesting. Ooh, okay. Interesting. I very much had that mm-hmm. thought because mm-hmm. it's like it. You one thing to be a good defense against the dark arts teacher is you have to be creative. And what's more creative than the drills that Patches of Hulahan put his dodgeball team through? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So yeah. he's going to come up with out of the box suggestions to help you defend yourself against the dark arts. Mm-hmm. List who's my winner. Uh, list one is my winner because mm-hmm. the image of Brain Gremlin teaching a class is mm-hmm. possibly the funniest thing I could. Mm-hmm. And you know the Weasleys are going to throw water on it and feed <laughs> it after midnight and stuff like that. Uh, just uh, just to help me a little bit, what's a Brain Gremlin? Have you ever seen Gremlins <laughs> 2? Of course not. Oh, Danny. Have you seen Gremlins 1, Danny? Obviously not, no. Okay. Well, you can skip right. to Gremlins 2. Well, <laughs> well, luckily, luckily, we have a third person involved who can give the casting vote, and that third person is me, and I go for the first list, because that was my list. And so I won. <laughs> well, congratulations. Yeah, Peter. thanks. Oh, I'm never mind. When I see this is shame. You really about deserve that. this one. Yeah. Is this bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to have to put the E tag on this episode again. <laughs> I am so mad right now. Congratulations like, to Dirk. Is, is yeah, congrats, Dirk. <laughs> wow, wow. Oh my you gosh. know what you've won, Dirk? What? You get to replace me on the rankings. Like, no, <laughs> I'm out. I'm no, just Winner. It's you and Ty. If, 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 only, if only Ty could record at a reasonable hour, then that I would go for that <laughs> every single week. It is like 2 a.m. your time. We're so mm-hmm. sorry. It's all Ty's fault. <laughs> Yeah, it is all time. We've ju- we've just we just had a new king unveiled. It's that far into the future. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, surprise, guys! That was our little fun, uh, you know, surprise for you. And congratulations well, on 100 episodes. Yeah, I know how thrilled deal. you guys are to keep doing your podcast. Thank you. We worked very not not that hard to get here. Um, yeah, we put very minimal <laughs> effort into editing. Um, we have put out a lot of bad opinions. Feels good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, just listen to the Pokemon episode for Feels good. I think people are into bad opinions, so you're on a winner there. I, I think so, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's get into uh, the movie you guys picked this week. You guys picked a really good movie, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And um, it's been a busy week, but I wrote a synopsis, and it's... It's minimal effort, but hey, we're here, so too late to turn back. <laughs> you're, you're really just like making us feel at home here <laughs> by, by putting minimal effort into yeah. the preparations. I feel comfortable now. I was a yeah. little nervous, but now I feel good. <laughs> now all you have to do is just not edit after we're done. Yeah, just everything that is on the Audacity file, just leave it. All in. right, okay, um, maybe that'll be an easy week for me. So sounds <laughs> good. <laughs> All right, so this really isn't a synopsis, which I get yelled at from Dirk. This is more of just kind of like a vibe of the whole movie. So, uh, a wise man once said, "Spider-Man is the most like me. Nothing ever turns out one hundred percent okay. He's got a lot of problems and he does things wrong, but he's always trying." Spider-Man is the average guy who turned into a hero and still had problems. 
What I like about the costume is that anybody reading Spider-Man in any part of the world can imagine that they themselves are under the costume. Anyone could have gotten bitten by the spider. Anyone could be under the mask. That person who helps others simply because it should or must be done and because it is the right thing to do is indeed, without a doubt, a real superhero. With great power comes great responsibility, Excelsior. So that's obviously all okay, said by So we're just going to cry now? Yeah. <laughs> how we're opening this podcast is just a group weep. Oh, was that Harry you... Potter? <laughs> that was actually Gandalf, but Aww. you know... <laughs> Okay, so I don't know if you guys remember, but when this came out in theaters, it was right after Stan Lee died, and they had that one quote in the very beginning. And I was with Dan, I just looked at him, I said, oh shit, here we go, and, and just immediately started sobbing. Yeah, one of a few cry moments for me in the theater with this one. Yeah, it, it was tough, because he had just, I think he had just passed like a month before it came out, mm-hmm. so. All right, well, you guys are here. You picked this movie. I want to know, you know, do you remember the first time you saw it? And how does this movie make you feel? Uh, Well, I saw it Thursday, like as soon as I could when it came out, because I've been a big Spider-Man fan my entire life. I've told this story a lot on, on rankings, but when my brother was born, I remember getting mad and yelling at my parents in the hospital because they didn't name him Spider-Man. <laughs> Not Peter Parker. Spider-Man. I wanted his name to be Spider-Man McGowan. I thought that would be the coolest <laughs> name ever. But yeah, they didn't do that. You are right, by the way. Yeah, it would be great. <laughs> but this was the first time Miles Morales was going to be in a movie, so I was so pumped for that, because he had just been created in, like, 2011. So I was very excited to see this. And this movie is kind of like a love letter to Spider, Spider-Man fans. It's, it's kind of everything that, that all of these different versions of Spider-Man have like are written for like, this is what this movie is. And that's, I love it so much. Yeah. I was, it was opening weekend. Almost certainly. Um, I was never the like big, like Spider-Man doesn't mean nearly as much to me as it did to Ty, obviously. But I was, I mean, I like superhero movies. I like animated movies. Um, I kind of liked the vibe of the trailers and the soundtrack had already come out and I'd like listening to it. So I was like, yeah, cool. This would be good. Um, and then the opening scene happens where they start making fun of the fact that we've seen a billion different Spider-Man origin <laughs> stories. And uh, especially when uh, he does that thing, making fun of the stupid dance walking down the street in <laughs> Spider-Man 3. I was like, oh, I'm so locked in. And so I, I was just incredibly locked in. I thought it was so much fun. And I walked out of the theater and I turned to my friend. I was like, hey, that's the best movie I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. That's kind of one of the things that helped jumpstart me into going from like, yeah, I enjoy movies every now and then to like, oh, I'm fully diving deep and I, I'm sort of a movie person now. Uh, that has regressed, obviously, since but, uh, <laughs> at the time I was like, am I a movie guy? Is that who I am now? It's hard to top Spider Verse, though. So I can. I can That's the problem. That. Is everything was just kind of everything except for Top Gun Mavericks and then it's just been worse. So. It's true. I knew that was gonna get brought up on the show. It's the greatest movie ever made. How do you not bring it up? It's our brand at this point. <laughs> well, Dirk, do you remember the first time you saw this, and do you remember how it made you feel? I mean, this is a classic Marcy question. That I don't have an answer to because <laughs> because um, I'm like. I guess I'm I'm like you, Ty, in that Spider Man is my is my bread and butter. In and so it was always just going to be a given that I would go and see this this movie. And it and it well, but it came out 2018. So is it 2018? 
2018. Yeah, so, I mean, I have a one-year-old in 2018. <laughs> so I think it was probably an absolute fight and a battle to try and get to the cinema to see this. And in fact, you know what? It may have even been, I didn't get to the cinema. I think now I'm, I'm recognizing I, I saw it at home, first of all, because life and everything else that, that goes along with that. More importantly, it is the first Spider-Person film I've watched with with my daughter, who was one at the time. You know, we, we've seen it since together. This was the her introduction to Spider-Person and Spider-Gwen, specifically. And that went down a storm. So I think that this is the movie that has kind of created something wonderful in my little nuclear family, rather than any of those. And we've since watched a... Uh, two Tom Holland films and none of the others because that just felt like the right choice at the time. <laughs> um, and yeah, and she's into it, which she wouldn't normally be into a boy superhero. But I think the fact that she came in through Gwen helped a lot. What about you, Marcy? You've always got a good answer. <laughs> were you, you were in row seven. Yeah. Seat <laughs> number 82. 82? Like the good biggest theater of all time. This is in a football stadium. <laughs> You know, Marcy uh, actually saw Spider Verse in PNC Park. Yeah, she's <laughs> behind the third base dugout. They were like, "Hey, we know you guys hate to be here, so we're just gonna play this awesome movie. Hope you all enjoy it. Thanks for coming by." Um, so I'm like Ty. I saw it opening Thursday. Uh, but the fun thing about this movie, well, for me, was I actually had some low expectations for it. I didn't know uh, much about it. I didn't classic, know why classic. they were making it i because i was like well wait they've got tom holland now in the mcu so what is this um i knew that miles was going to be the main spider-man which i was excited about and then it started and kind of like what danny said this animation i know we'll get a little more into it um i was like wow and then i think by the point of the line where like that kid stole a bagel i was like i'm 100 <laughs> in love with this movie i was so excited i think we Went and saw it again that weekend, and I've just been in love with this movie ever since. So I I don't know. It's it's a perfect movie um, in every way. And, and I don't even think you have to be uh, a superhero fan. I think this movie is just for everybody, and it has really good messages throughout it. So that is my Spider-Verse experience. So mm-hmm. thanks, guys, for sharing. Um, I guess we'll get a little bit into what we're going to do this episode. So we're continuing with the ranking theme and uh we are going to give our top three uh things about this movie and dirk just so you're listening we'll go three two one okay mm-hmm. <laughs> not one two. but i might get my good one in first just okay. so that nobody else says it before me that's All a right. smart move yeah yeah that's the way we do it over here just break the rules do, to get do it for us smart. first me and then. first yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. also now that you're you know, making us more comfortable, just sabotaging everyone else on the podcast. It's <laughs> kind of what we do. Do you know what? Maybe I'll make up a few scenes, just like um, some made-up Pokemon. Yeah, that'll really make them feel at home. <laughs> Remember when I just like created Donkey Kong? That was the best. That's the greatest ranking moment. Is when but Danny invented you, Donkey Kong in twenty twenty two. Oh, thank you. I love that game. <laughs> You're welcome. I tried really hard. <laughs> Dirk felt at home during that episode because he doesn't know Pokemon either. So good. I think I had a what? jean jacket if that helps. All right, Dirk. Well, why don't you start then? Oh, since you know, let myself. Well, that. you, you, uh, yeah, exactly. You well, I thought up. you know, uh, I thought we would do the typical 
British thing and let the guests go first, but I can go first if needs be. <laughs> you just said me first, me first, so oh, we're letting you go Lord, first, Jesus, you know. <laughs> um, well, okay, I'm going to pick it. I'm going to, well, um, okay, I'm going to pick a moment to talk about. And so in this, you know, I'll do a synopsis, Marcy, because you didn't do one. So in this film, um, there's loads of different spider people, aren't there? And they're all kind of been pulled in by this um, dimensional tube thing um, because Kingpin is trying to find his dead wife and kid. That's the whole plot of it. So these spider people have been sucked into Miles Morales' universe who has gotten bitten by a spider and is becoming a spider person for the very first time. And the thing I want to mention is a moment in when they first go into the spider shed for the very first time and it is a sideways look between Peter B. Parker played by Jake Johnson and Miles Morales and then also Gwen gets involved as well and it's just a very subtle moment where you see that these relationships are starting to form between the three main characters and I think what really makes this film succeed is the tiny moments I think the tiny moments make this when we've got a film about interdimensional travel and a pig, a spider that was bitten by a pig and is now a spider person with a, a massive mallet in his pocket. When we've got those things going on, really what grounds it here is the fact that we've got a every, every, every sort of like an everyman type of Spider-Man, Peter B. Parker, who's probably like all of us and has failed a few times more than he's succeeded, perhaps who's down in his look. We've got a new spider person in Miles trying to find his feet. And then we've got Spider-Gwen, who is just coming into this world. She's a bit of an outsider in her world. She doesn't have many friends. She's chosen that path for the, the reasons that spider people choose that path. And yet there they are, sharing a tiny little moment about spider people not having capes. And, and I just think it really sets the tone for me as to what the magic in this film is all about. And it's that, it's the relationships. I don't know. Do you, did that catch your eye when you were watching it, you guys? Yeah, that's such a good scene. And it's it's so great, too, because Peter B. Parker is looking at that picture of, of MJ. Mm. And you can tell that Miles is, knows that he's super upset about it. Yeah. And he does that K-bit just to make him laugh. Yes. And then, you, and then yeah. Gwen sees that. And it's, yeah, that's, and you have that same kind of moment when they're on the bus uh, back from, from the, uh, Alchemax. the fisk place yeah. and he's like yeah he broke it but don't tell him blah 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 <laughs> and then they're kind of flirting with each other and then it cuts to peter b parker and he's just got a big grin on his face mm-hmm. there's great little moments in this i think the sideway the animation of sort of gwen's little sideways eye movements as she's as she's putting it together that peter and uh, miles are having this kind of moment i don't know whether it's a kind of a mentor mentee moment or whether um i don't know it's I don't know whether it's peers or I don't know what you would, you would say, but it's it kind of makes me smile every single time. And I think maybe that's partly down to the animation as well, just being so good, so good. And so just like, you, you know, there's very little spoken dialogue in that, but there's a lot conveyed. That's my number three. Okay, who wants to, Danny, Tao, who wants to go next? No, it's your okay. show, Marcy, you go. Ooh, or Danny, okay. you take the lead. I think, yeah, Danny, you go, Danny, you go. I'll, I'll volunteer to go last. How about that? I'll, I'll be nice, okay? Um, my top three, I broke it down. I've got a scene, a character, and a frame, like a shot. I love how organized you are, Danny. 
You put way more work <laughs> into this than I did. Talk, talk to Marcy your about this. Yeah. <laughs> I talked to Marcy about this before. Is I, I I tend to over prepare when it comes to notes and stuff because I'm terrified of dead air being my fault. So, um, my my number three. I'm going with the scene here. It's the graffiti scene with Uncle Aaron. Yes, is the number three thing. Uh, you you learn so much about Miles as a character in that one short scene that actually doesn't really have a lot of dialogue. Um, his personality, what he likes, how talented he is, his relationship with his family, the things that are stressing him out. The art is cool. The animation is cool. The like sounds of the paint cans opening and spraying on the wall, the art that he actually ends up with, the back and forth with his Uncle Aaron, his Uncle Aaron helping him out turning that into like a deeper conversation about expectations and all this weight that's on him. You just, you learn so, so much about the character of Miles Morales and it's so much exposition in such an interesting way. And in such a short amount of time, I love that scene a lot. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's really hard to miss some of the stuff they're talking about because the whole time the spider is going everywhere and you're like, Oh, it's going to bite him. It's going to bite him. When is it going to bite him? And you I also love that moment when it bites him and it's like, they play yeah. up this big dramatic music and the camera shaking. And then he just like swats it off. Like it's no big deal. <laughs> yeah. It's such a funny way to subvert expectations. What I, what I like about that in particular is we've, we've kind of had spider we, when we have our Peter Spider-Man and we, we obviously have lots of Peter Parker's. They're always like scientists who are really smart and, and kind of, kind of, you know, they come up with their own sort of web shooters and all this different thing. But what we've got here, we've got a creative, that we've got a creative Spider-Man and, and what are the possibilities there? How will he solve problems his way? And I, I really like the fact that they're, that they're, that they're going to go that way with, that they can go that way with Miles. I suppose we have a bit of that with Gwen, who's a bit somewhere in the middle. But I'll, yeah, I really like that. I like the the spray can effect as well when it's sort mm-hmm. of like going over the camera. Dirk, do you know why he's more creative than nerdy than Peter Parker? Tell me. Because he was created based off Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. Miles Morales, when they were creating Miles Morales, because there's this whole thing when the Andrew Garfield movies had been announced, but they haven't they hadn't announced the who was going to play him. And everyone's like, Donald Glover should play him. And, of course, all the annoying people online were like, well, he's not white, so he can't play it. Mm-hmm. And it was just ridiculous. So like, okay, well, let's just make a Donald Glover Spider-Man. And mm-hmm. that's how Miles Morales was created in the comics. And we see we see Donald Glover in this film, don't we, on the TV? I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah in, when they go into Uncle Aaron's apartment for the first time, yeah. it's a yeah. scene from com- the scene in an episode of Community where Donald Glover's character, Troy, is wearing Spider-Man pajamas. That's the scene that's pointing <laughs> on the TV. Yeah. And then, ironically, Donald Glover is Uncle Aaron in the MCU, so hopefully yeah. he shows up in again. The in the MCU, Marcy. Is that right? Marcy that has to connect everything to the MCU. Yeah. Is it the <laughs> MCU, though? Is it? I did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. Ty, what is your number three? Uh, my number three is the animation style. This comic book style I'd never seen before. It was first time I'd ever seen anything like this, but it's just so like physical. The animation style, you, it like feels like you're holding the pages of a comic book, the way it's presented and the way they, they contrast the background to the foreground and, and what they choose to blur or not is the way that like they would write it in a comic book. And you see all those little dots and everything. It's just so amazing. And, you know, the thought bubbles are so great. And you have random stuff. Like when he steals the bagel 
and then he throws it at someone and it hits him in the head and it just says bagel with an exclamation <laughs> mark. Like, yeah, that was a joke in a pitch meeting that an animator took seriously. It's great. He's like, it's- he's like, oh, you wanted to say bagel? That's funny. I'll do it. And then like, it actually showed up and everybody's like, oh, we were kidding, but that rules. <laughs> yeah. It's just so great. It's, it feels very visceral the way they yeah. animated this. It's very like, you feel like you can touch the screen almost. Mm. I love watching this with people and it's their first time watching it because like everybody's jaw always drops open like when you first see the animation of this movie because I don't think yeah I don't think any of us have ever seen anything like this and and I think just it like grabs you immediately and you're like wow this movie is going to be very different and this is going to be something really special. I mean, I love the animation in this movie. It's it's gorgeous. Through yeah. To get it to feel that way, uh, and I'm, I, I know Ty knows this, and I'm sure maybe you guys do too, but they they did the animation in twos, what they say, is they did 12 images per second rather than the usual 24. And they did that to eliminate motion blur, basically, to make it feel like you're staring at a comic book page rather oh, than so cool. a much smoother animation that you'd normally see in an animated movie, which is oh. just so cool. And you can tell like some of the shots where it's like, it goes real fast, so it's like you're going from box to box. And then there's some scenes where it's like, oh, that's a full page. Like mm-hmm. when Miles is upside down, di- or going up, yeah, diving yeah. into the city. Like, yeah, that's a full page. In a yeah, splash page. Yeah, sure, splash page. They and, they and they actively pushed back, didn't they, against it being looking real at times. I think I was, I was listening to something, and there's that scene in the woods when they're swinging away. Miles and Pierre are swinging away for the first time. And apparently, like, the, the sound guys were like, you want us to make the leaves sound like they're rustling and move the, and you could move them around a little bit? And they were like, nope. <laughs> we don't want it to look real. No, don't worry, don't worry about that. Uh, I love that. And I think, But I think the first time, you said, Marty, the first time you watched you blowing away, I think you are blowing away. But I think the first time I watched it, I didn't catch all the little bits and bobs. Like you were saying, Ty, the background is kind of blurred and, and is full of dots. You, see, you know, in, in the way they used to color the old timey sort of comic books. And then you start to, the more times you watch it, because you will watch this more than once, and you start to recognize like the spray can is a bit like the old dots and the, the Kirby dots and everything sort yeah. of connects together. And they're very going for this, like you said, tactile sort of um, hold it in your hands, granular type of animation animation which is majestic and just so so clever so clever what were you gonna say marcy sorry i cut you off i think (laughs) oh no 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 i just i think this is a gorgeous gorgeous movie and i i feel like every time we bring something on our list it's also going to be paired with and the animation and the animation because it's (laughs) it's i mean it's impossible not to talk about the animation like every time you bring this movie up because well yeah it was my number one i mean and ty's just put it number three i can't i just you know here we go here we go (laughs) well (laughs) the other thing i like though is like we don't get the caption panels until he gets bitten you know and those sort of Mm -hmm. so we get that kind of as soon as he's bitten it becomes ostensibly more comic booky Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the panels when he is doing after the splash page when he's diving up, and then we get that kind of sudden vertical set of panels of him. Oh, I love that! Bloody oh love. yeah, when he's mm. like speeding up, when he puts his arms close exactly. to his chest, yeah, oh, and it's like but that's yeah. so comic book that as well. Like the way they put panels close, you know, more panels closer together to in- indicate like you know the reader filling in that this is happening very quickly. Yeah, so I, I love that. It's so good. 
I love this style so much. And it sucks that we have to wait till what, next year for the next one? I think <laughs> they moved it to next year, yeah. But it's going to be knows. a two-part movie, so that'll be um, interesting. I'm excited to see what they do and who they're all going to bring on board. I think Oscar yeah. Isaac's going to be in the next one, right? Well, Isn't he? so that yeah. actually leads perfectly into my number three. Or, yeah, my number three. So I love the voice cast in God, this movie. That was my number two. And this includes, you ready? Uh, Shamik Moore, Jake Johnson, Haley Steinfeld, Brian Tyree Henry, Mahershala Ali, Lily Tomlin, Zoe Kravitz, John Mulaney, Chris Pine, Oscar Isaac, Leif Schreiber, and Katherine Hahn, just to name a few people uh, in this movie. And I think everyone is perfect. Um, I especially love John Mulaney as Spider-Ham. I think that's just one of the best things that's ever happened in my life. <laughs> There's an R-rated version of his voice. When oh, he really? first auditioned, oh, yeah, there's an R-rated version. You can look it up online because he did. They were just like, "Do this," and he did it. And then he was like, "What is this rated?" They're like, "It's not rated R." And he's like, "Okay, well, I have to redo that whole thing." Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, also I love Lily Tomlin as Aunt May, and and what I like about these characters, especially their voices, there's so many like Catherine Hahn as Doc Ock is so unexpected, but the way Lily Tomlin portrays uh, Aunt May that's really unexpected and then of course Jake Johnson as like the old tired Peter <laughs> is so good but I wasn't expecting that <laughs> at <I've>, all <laughs> I feel like I feel like you guys are the right kids you're Jake Johnson fans I feel like yeah I feel I feel that is something that's is that true it's not, yeah it's not the first time someone told me I give a you like Jake Johnson vibe <laughs> off so. we're big new girl Guilty. fans Mm-hmm. Uh, me too. So, yeah. me too. Just the scene in the graveyard where, like, he's running away, and they're like, "It's a, a little boy dragging a homeless man's dead body." <laughs> <laughs> the humor in this was so good too. And but... then people just calling him fat, just consistently oh, throughout. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good, and he is just—he's just game for it. And especially like when he's trying to give like Miles the password to like to get the thingy magic or whatever the they goober. call it, the goober. Goober, it's like last week. It is last week. (laughs) (laughs) But I love everybody in this. And I mean, I don't know. I'm so excited. I think, well, I don't know if Mahershala will come back, but I think everyone else is. That would be wild. Yeah, that'd be insane. As Slade, maybe. Maybe as a flashback. Hello, there's these things called flashbacks. (laughs) I don't know, guys. But uh, Hold on. Is there a a storytelling device you just informed me about? I will pay more attention. I'm unfamiliar and I think I, it's fake. I think Jake Johnson is my Spider-Man. Almost like to, oh, really? to yeah, absolutely. He's just so bolted on as, because like I grew up, I don't know how old Terry and Danny are, but um, when I was reading Spider-Man comics, he Spider-Man was not the kid. He was kind of just like the grown up. And he was, it was when like the clone saga and it was like the, the 90s and all loads of crazy stuff was happening. And you can see how that now is the man who has lived through all of that. And he's just tired and yeah. he just wants to eat his pizza and he's made a few <laughs> terrible decisions in his life. But yeah, he's still so incredibly competent. What I love, what I love about him is how, how much he seems like he really doesn't care very much, and he, you know. But yet he can just he remembers a password instantly, and he, um, he, he's he kind of webs up Miles without even thinking about it. You know, all these little things that just indicate how good he is as Spider Man. But he's just falling on tough times, <laughs> and maybe he's going to get that zombie novel written one day, but. <laughs> But for now, he's actually... He is for zombie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, for now, he's just 
he's sleeping on a mattress in his living room. Yeah. Do I want kids? I love that yeah. consistently. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I was taking notes as I was watching it, just some of the stuff that I liked or that I thought was funny, and then I realized so many of them are Peter B. Parker quotes. Yeah. 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 Step three, I re-examined my personal biases. That whole yeah, that I love I that. It was so funny. <laughs> We're a little team. Me as a teacher could still do it. You as a student who could do it, but not as good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just realized that I totally forgot to even mention Nicolas Cage. That's how big this cast mm-hmm. is. Like it's, it's hard to like think of everybody in this movie but it's just to be class. just to be a little spy nerd is, is peter b parker comes from 616 as well so yes. that is that is yeah. the, that is the spider-man from the comics then right that's what we're yeah. supposed to believe that is the spider-man we've been reading month in month out i love that that's who he is he's so relatable mm-hmm. in such an easy way which is like jake johnson's whole thing yeah it's just yeah. the relatable actor but he's just so like even keel real funny throughout and then you get that moment where he sees aunt may who in his world is dead and aunt may who sees peter who in her world is dead and you get that small little moment and he he plays that jake johnson's a low-key very good dramatic actor Mm -hmm. if he gets the right script agreed which is not jurassic world was he in dominion he's in the first Jurassic. no is he in dominion he's the no. You see his picture, and that's about oh, okay. it. Really. He's the only good thing about the about Jurassic World. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything good. About <laughs> Who's your favorite voice actor, Marcy? In it, then who would you say in this movie? Yeah, yeah. Who um, would you say, Mahershali? I I don't know. That's it's tough between. I really do love Lily Tomlin, and mm. I do love John Mulaney. I actually really like Chris Pine as the cool yeah. hot Peter Parker, and that's a fun little like surprise cameo. But Chris Pine, best Chris. I, I don't know. Hemsworth gets his birthday today. Just saying. Mm, I might go with Danny on that. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Come over okay. to the winning team. Right. Do you know what they call? Um, they called Chris Pine's Peter Parker on set. No. What? R.I. Peter. <laughs> That's good. That's pretty good. <laughs> good. I giggled to myself when I read that. <laughs> In a very British way. (laughs) I'm going to change my answer. My number one actually is probably, and I haven't mentioned him really that much, but probably uh, Brian Tyree Henry Mm. as Uh, Miles' dad, just because he gets the heavy hitters. He is the emotional weight. He's like, oh God, here we go. Classic movie (laughs) mixtape. Daddy issues. (laughs) And we're back to to Bullet Train. Did we talk about Bullet Train when we were on air or not? I can't remember. But he's in that, isn't he? Yep. Yeah, he is. Oh, my God. Oh, it's just going to all come back to bullet train by the end. <laughs> As it should. Wait, we uh, didn't even talk about Shamik Moore. I feel like we got to talk oh, about yeah, Shamik Moore. Oh, yeah, Shamik Moore is... Dude's the lead. Yeah. He is so good. He, I've only ever seen him in Dope, which is a very good indie, little indie movie that he's in. But I, he's my favorite voice actor because when he started acting, he wrote in his journal, I will play Spider-Man. Oh, wow. And then he got this role. And he actually truly fell in love with Haley Steinfeld, which is assuming a very same. easy thing to do. Yeah. But if you <laughs> look at the interviews, same. like he is like hitting on her in the interviews <laughs> while they're doing all this press before the movie came out. But I just Shamik Moore so good. It's that he doesn't have that like nerdy voice that most P- animated Peter Parkers have. No. But he's got he's he's kind of just you know stuck in that he doesn't know really who he is at all. Mm-hmm. But I think his 
he's so good in this. The way he, he conveys emotion. But he's really good at being, like, relatable, too, where he is kind of a nerd in a way. Like, when he's walking yeah. by his old school and that girl was like, hey, like, I've been thinking about you. Or, like, I was just thinking about you or whatever. And he's, like, saying, he's like, yeah, hey. And then he, like, walks over and he's like, you were thinking about me? Like, oh. And then the whole, hey, like, yeah, shoulder yeah. touch thing is great. And I do love him and Gwen uh, together, just, like, the... um you don't get to like my haircut. No, you don't get to like this. Like, so they're yeah. really cute together. And I could see him having a crush on Haley. That's really cute. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, if you, <laughs> I was watching some of the interviews and it's like, dude is straight up hitting on her <laughs> front, like during these interviews. But I mean, I get it. It's Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, she's super cute. How, how many of these actors in this have played other parts in Marvel? Because Haley has. Okay, so uh, there's um, the guy, your man that you were just talking about. He's in the Eternals. Brian, Brian Tyree Henry, and then Mahershala yeah. Ali is going to play Blade. Blade. I mean, so you can Nicholas Cage is other... Ghost Rider. Um, Oscar Isaac. Ghost Rider. Gosh, I always forget Ghost Rider was Sorry. a thing. Twice. So this is actually like <laughs> Catherine uh, Hahn. Yeah, she's in WandaVision. Oscar Isaac has been in two other Marvel things. One yeah. we don't talk about. It's called X-Men Apocalypse. And uh, then yeah. the other one is Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, even if you want to just go superheroes, Zoe Kravitz is the new Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chris Pine <laughs> is in the Wonder Woman movies. Yeah, was that was mm-hmm. that for Zoe? Yeah, I just dropped Catwoman? something. Yeah. You yeah. mentioned Zoe Kravitz and he just <laughs> lost all motor function. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's amazing, but... I, yeah, it's a, it's just an incredible, incredible cast. I can't believe all of these people are in this movie. So Well, I feel really, I feel bad that I'm going first because, I don't know, I anticipate going last. Wanted. I anticipate going last. It's not what this I wanted, Marcy. Wanted. We, to we don't have the kind of manners no. like y'all do in the UK over here. Right, well, I'm going to pick the villains as my number two. So, Kingpin, Doc Ock, and Prowler specifically. We also have Tombstone and Scorpion, I think. I've never really been into Kingpin, like, as a, as a threat. And then there was the Daredevil series, and he was good in that. He was good in that. But never would I imagine Kingpin would kill a man with his bare hands. And here he does right now in the, like, opening 10 minutes. And he is... I read a description that they were... Well, not read a description. I heard with my ears that they when they were creating the Kingpin... They wanted him to be the living expression of a black hole. That was Ooh. what. That's what they were going for. And like, and they, and like, when you see him, well, I was going to say when you see him get out of cars, but you don't see him get out of cars because they couldn't work out how to animate him leaving cars, entering doors, and that sort of thing. But Kingpin as a threat is 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 something new to me. Doc Ock, this version of Doc Ock, I really loved. Uh, I loved her introduction as. A villain in the little chat she has with Peter B. Parker when she's kind of uh, swabbing his mouth and doing various things and you've got her lab which is full of all these little octagons and different things which I must admit I you know took me about five goes to pick up on that um you know and then you suddenly re- <laughs> and then when she come unveils herself as Doc Ock and you have this wonderful little danger music that accompanies it and her her tentacles are all this kind of pulsating and undulating type rather than the mechanical type we used to but i think um of the prowler and the prowler and his overall design and his theme music if you can call it that which is this scream of a banshee which apparently is like an elephant's 
scream that accompanies when he's on set and just the color combinations like his neon boots the way his cape flows on a motorcycle and just how he is so scary and when he's chasing miles up the stairs and he doesn't know it's miles at that point and he's and he's chasing him up the stairs and it felt like a horror film for like 10 seconds in this house in this very enclosed claustrophobic little space and he's clawing his way towards miles so i think the villain's are very good in a movie that just required them to be um a threat and for you to feel like they're a threat they do a very good job of um really kind of bringing to life i don't know the the prowler he's not a good villain he's not he's not not that interesting he's not that interesting he was incredible in this film anyway that's what so number two the villains how about that green goblin who is an actual like flying goblin yes (laughs) That's, That's kind actually, of my favorite version of Green Goblin, is when he's um, a giant monster and not Norman Osborn. He was calling he, him Norman. I was like, "That's a gargoyle, dude." What are we yeah. talking about? He like <laughs> transformed himself into Green Goblin the same way uh, the lizard guy. I uh, can't remember Professor Connors. Yeah, yeah. Professor yeah. Connors like transformed himself into a yeah. a giant lizard. Professor Do you know lizard who guy. plays Green Goblin in this? So uh, I, I can never say his last name. Is it Adam Driver? Name. No. <laughs> oh, nice, dude. <laughs> Same page, you and I. It's uh, it's Jorma. So it is Jorma. Kevin, Ke- Kevin from Hot Rod. Yeah, <laughs> that rules. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Oh my gosh, what if all the Lonely Island show up for the next movie? I know. Let oh, it wow. happen. That would be amazing. I feel. I do love though. Speaking of the Prowler and Miles, whenever Miles is in Uncle Aaron's apartment and he realizes that he's the Prowler for the first time, that's a really. Mm-hmm. We know that. But he doesn't. Well, do you know it the first time you watch it? I I suppose maybe you do. Maybe you do. But I don't think everybody knows that the first time they watch it. Maybe not, yeah. But Mm -hmm. I think like us book nerds. I didn't. Oh, well. (laughs) Now you know, Danny. How did it make you feel? Were you shocked? Did you need therapy? Did you? Well, that's separate. I think they they, they make it look like he's the prowler has just followed him to the apartment you can believe right. that you know and and, he, and he's creeping in it the way that they handle that scene is very believable that the prowler has has tailed miles to that apartment and then to get the reveal i think it is shocking i think if you're not a, a total uh, comic book encyclopedia how about that scene where miles reveals himself to the prowler mm. on top of Aunt May's house mm. like mm. oh that is such then, a good because they don't really I'm, say that yeah. much to each other, right? Mm-hmm. He just says Uncle Aaron, Uncle Aaron, and he, like he can't find the words, and then bam, he gets shot in the back. Like, and he, and, and he yeah. pulls the mask back over Miles's face as well. Yeah, oh, to so keep him safe. And then I love that the other surprise too is Uncle Aaron is essentially the Uncle Ben character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also he's yeah, yeah. he's the um, one of the rules of being a spider person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your uncle has lived that. <laughs> <laughs> Who is next? I can't remember. It's Danny. Danny it's number Danny. two. Um, my number two is a character, and it's Spider Gwen. Yes. Uh, I think she's, yes. she rules so hard. Her suit is the coolest spider suit of all time with the hood and the ballet slippers. Well, and the colors. Yeah. It just it's goes. second coolest for sure. Behind. Okay, Ty. Miles. I, I would think, say Spider Gwen. I, I think Gwen's Miles. is cooler, not by a lot. I think Miles' suit rules, but I, Gwen's suit is so cool. Um, seeing her in action, Haley Steinfeld is just incredible. I love her a lot. I love everything she's in, and she absolutely rules in this. 
Um, just the aesthetics of the character, the the kind of brief backstory we get that feels familiar, but is still super interesting. Um, being sort of that bridge, I think Dirk, you sort of mentioned it. She's a bit of a bridge between mentor and peer slash friend. Like she's she's that fun halfway point between Miles and Peter B. Parker because she is younger. I think she says she's 15 months older than him. Mm-hmm. So she's just much closer to his age, much more relatable. Seeing what she can do gives Miles sort of like, an achievable goal like he's not going to be veteran peter b parker right away um but he could do the things that gwen does because they're roughly the same age and so it gives him like kind of a roadmap of how to become a veteran spider-man their friendship is so cool just everything about spider-gwen rules so hard and i think if you ask jason latour he would tell you the same as well one of the, <laughs> the guy who created her is very happy with his creation let me tell you but she is she's phenomenal isn't she and my daughter eight-year-old she is mm-hmm. she's i mean she's um she's got a few names so spider gwen spider woman and then in the marvel rise and stuff and in the comics she's ghost spider now having been which rules mm-hmm, which is a great name so we kind of know her as all all of those different ones and the fact that she's a ballerina and a drummer so yes she's a punk rock thing. ballerina yeah. like that's just the coolest thing in the world well done, so well sick. done, well done, everyone! There, that was that's really, really hoping because we've gotten the the Spider Man PlayStation games, and we mm. got the Spider Man one and then the Miles Morales one. I would kill for a Spider Gwen PlayStation mm. game. Yeah, just those same really people, good. the same games, just the next iteration of it would kill for it. Want it so bad? And yeah, she, she kind of looks like Dove Cameron. I I feel like in this film, who does the voice in the in the cartoon series as well. So I was kind of like surprised they didn't get her to do the voice instead of. I mean, I know Haley's Haley is very good. But I was surprised they didn't get Dove Cameron to come in and do it because she does the voice. I don't think it. I know who Dove Cameron is. She yeah, I don't think you would. You <laughs> would. She's like from a. She's like a Disney gal. She does oh. like um, one of those. the Descendants <laughs> and all various different things. But she looks just like Spider Gwen. Yeah, she does look like Spider Gwen. I've never seen this person, but she does look like Spider Gwen. Mm-hmm. I I would want like a solo movie. I would like a solo mm-hmm. animated movie of just her. I think that's the thing, isn't it? You realize now the possibilities are endless of all these incredible properties. And I think we are getting like, um, are we getting like a TV show with the gals or something? I think we're getting. I know there's a movie. Hmm. Sony has a movie, but it's live action. Oh, oh Madam Web. Really? Madam yeah. Web. I don't, I don't yeah. think I don't think Spider Gwen's in that. It's... Yeah. Oh, I, oh, right. I thought it was going to be like Gwen, Silk, and Jessica. So it's it's it's. Four or three? It's three of them, but Spider Gwen is oh, okay. one of. I don't think. Oh, uh, but Dakota Johnson's in it, so I'm in. Sold. Okay, <laughs> hey, Danny, calm down. I'm just saying. <laughs> These are the people that made Morbius. Just don't dive in too fast, okay? Okay, I guess oh just gosh. bring me down. Why don't you, Marcy? I'm sorry, Marcy. Okay, sorry, just... we like to have hope. Okay. Gosh. <laughs> sorry, I like to crush your hopes and dreams. But welcome. <laughs> but that's my number two. Awesome. That's Ty, a good what one. Is... What's your number two? Well, my number two was the voice cast, but that oh, was Marcy's. Okay, so so I'm going to have to go with my number one. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. We'll just go to my number two. We'll just, Whoa. If you have what? We'll, we'll just what if mine gets taken? Then you got to talk about it Should more, buddy. Us? Like, okay. Actually, like, no, no. My number two is just available. come up with a different number two. My number two is available, actually. Okay. It's my, it was my number this one. This isn't a draft um, tie. We can have the same <laughs> Um, It's just the idea of Spider-Man. It's the explanation of what spider-man is anyone can wear the mask this is like why i fell in love with this character 
to begin with. Because yes, his powers are very cool, but the best his superpower is kind of just the whole being responsible and and being accountable. You know, with great what with great uh, ability comes accountability. Like <laughs> what a <laughs> that the dad says. That's a very fun moment. But yeah, this whole idea that like anybody can be can can take on this like responsibility of just being a better person like Spider-Man. I think he's so unique of a superhero of all these different Spider-Men that I think Stanley said something about like, that's why I put him in a mask and he never takes his mask off because anybody can just think of themselves in the suit instead of thinking of like Peter Parker or Gwen Stacy or Miles Morales. Um, but yeah, I just love this whole idea of, yeah, anyone, you can be Spider-Man. You can be Spider-Man if you wanted to. It's just amazing. Yeah, I think Marvel yeah. are very good at creating like the, the sort of the flawed everyman characters. I think DC tend to have their characters as very sort of impressive, you know, godlike. And yeah. and that, that is serves a bombastic function. But for me, I love Spider-Man as a thing and that this thing is... He always gets beat up. He's not the, He's not necessarily the strongest guy that's going to come to the fight. But as they say in this film, he always gets back up again. And it's that there. I think there are certain rules to being a spider person. You know, one is tragedy, sadly, and yeah. and and learning through tragedy and working through that trauma. Another thing is is always getting back up again. And the other thing is always kind of literally always doing the right thing. And always doing the right thing, which we've talked about before, Marcy, in like the No Way Home episode, was in that in that film was the was Tom Holland's character finally sort of encapsulating that for me. In you know when they've got all the villains in the jars and he's like, no one's dying today, you know, and those kind of choices, and and that's what we see in this in this in the Spider Verse, and I think they've created a legacy of spider-man in the last sort of 20 years or so that like you say ty anyone can be spider-man now anyone can be and and it's become much more of that type of character where previously perhaps it was just you know peter parker and that's all we saw of peter parker and then then when miles came and then gwen came and then all everybody else came and and so long as (laughs) so long as they follow the rules anyone can be like a, a spider-man a spider person a spider person character and i love that greatest superhero character of all time absolutely <laughs> all right i'm gonna get to my number two and it's kind of we kind of touched on it a little bit already but i love the final battle fight in this movie because you know it's gonna be a punch fest yeah but were you expecting all of these colors <laughs> were you expecting it to be so vibrant and alive uh, and then you get to see all the spider people fighting together for the first time, too. It's it's a really just impressive, like, third act to a movie. And I, you know, I'm sorry, I gotta mention my beloved MCU. They don't always stick the landing in their third acts. Um, I will admit that. But this movie really does. And it's very beautiful to watch. And it's very fun because of all of the colors. And I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, it's like they told the animators, just go bigger. Like, keep going, yeah. do more, whatever you think is enough, go past that. Because they just freaking went for it with every, mm. like, shape and color and buildings coming out of this rift and trains floating through the air. Just everything about it is just so big and so sick. It's great. When that, when Miles is like, okay, I'm going to take care of this myself. And then he dives between those two buildings mm. that are crashing in on each other. It's one of my favorite shots of the entire movie. It's so mm. cool. I think where they got like the images back of, of 
of seeing this being being made. They couldn't believe they were getting away with it. Like it, it's so it's so vibrant and so uh, vivid. Everything that's that's going on. Just the other thing about it is it's not. There's so many callbacks in there as well. There's the callback to. Gwen saying she doesn't have any friends you know she's chosen to not have any friends and in that moment when we talked about Miles having a bit of a crush on Gwen but he doesn't he doesn't choose to do the 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 expected trope of going in for a kiss he holds out his hand and says friends you know and they be you know and she has she has kind of made that personal growth as well as he has made that personal growth and then we have Peter B. Parker. You know, it's just a leap of faith. You know, his leap of faith of going back and facing his fear of having kids and going back to MJ and saying he screwed up and all those different things. And then the moment between um, Miles and his dad, you know, and, and the connection and his dad not being a Spider-Person fan, you know, doesn't like Spider-Man at all. You know, he's a police officer. He does, he does the police in. And then he sees in the Spider-Man that's in front of him, his own son who he doesn't know, all the heroics and how you know what he does, and so there's there's just all these everything comes together so well, doesn't it? It's not just this yeah. incredible <laughs> action sequence. All the emotional beats just come in, bam, 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 just line up. And the other thing that this movie really succeeds at is like it can get really intense and really dramatic, but they're still really good at like adding moments of humor. Like one one of my favorite things in this final battle is when spider ham leaves and he's like well that's all folks and like peter b perker's like is he legally allowed to say (laughs) here's a mallet it'll fit in your pocket (laughs) (laughs) i love spider ham so much me and my little brother say that to each other whenever we're we're like like i dropped him off at at summer camp this summer and i was like here here's a mallet it'll fit in your pocket (laughs) that's what we say to each other whenever we leave Well, oh, and you so know the uh, the shoulder tap that they stick in there. That was a mm-hmm. that was a last minute addition. That was not the plan the, all the way through. And then they were like, I think somebody went, "You could just do the shoulder tap," and everybody was like in the room, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> and so they were able to do this callback to a moment that they didn't think that it was going to be a callback. It was just for that gag with the hair earlier earlier on. Mm-hmm. But how good is that? That is beautiful storytelling. And you get the big comic hey yeah. behind yeah, <laughs> behind Miles when he does it, and it's such a good like wholesome revenge right on it because it's yeah. like you feel like in a lot of movies yeah. it would be a little bit more brutal of like a revenge ending, but like with that it's like okay yeah he got revenge and he didn't like you know kill him or something <laughs> like that that Sony would probably want, but yeah. <laughs> and he got to use Aaron our yeah Uncle Aaron's technique. Right. on him to get him to so that was kind of like mm-hmm. full circle fitting yeah really well done all right well Dirk, it's time is it oh god one. um yeah. bedtime <laughs> we've um we've quickly i think we've more or less done things i had written down but there was a big thing that we haven't really talked about that i didn't write down because i thought we would already we would have already talked about it so let's talk about it how about the moment he becomes a hero yeah is that what you were going to say, Marcy? It, like, are you talking about the leap of faith the leap that Miles of faith. does? Yeah. That's my number one. All right, let's just do it. Oh, well, okay, let's just yeah. talk about it. All right, it. then, see, okay, Ty, watch this. So Ty, this that's is your number, my number one, one. It is actually my number one. <laughs> ah, there we go. <laughs> Wait, Danny, is it yours too? Or do you got yeah. something different? Ah, Wait, I thought really? Danny would have a different number one. No, wow. that's, that scene is maybe my favorite movie scene in any movie ever of all time oh, in the history of the world. So. What do you think my number one was going to be? 
I thought your number one was going to be when uh, Miles' dad was talking to him through the door. Yeah, oh, I yeah, thought that, that was going to be somebody's number one. Yeah, uh, no, that hurts too much to have. I <laughs> I love that character. He has I the wept. worst cool. name in comic book history. <laughs> yeah. Jefferson. Jefferson is he he is a black man named Jefferson Davis. He is na- he was created in 2011, and he's named yes. after the president of the Confederate oh. United States of America. Like That's what? Right. What is going on here? That's not great. No, yeah. you, that that scene when he says uh, "I love you," you don't have to say it back though. Oh. Uh, yeah, oh. I weep. I weep like a small oh. child every single time. Okay, so but that be. scene creates the next scene. So that yeah. that scene yes. is the catalyst. Oh, isn't so it? yeah. That so they're, they're, so. they're together. They're together. We could talk about both yeah. of them. But so yeah. I, you know, family for me is at the heart of this film. Um, I'm sure you know that's not a, a, a bloody obvious thing to say, but. It is family that pushes Miles to recognize his inner strength and, and what he is capable of. And it's through that conversation through the door. What I love about that conversation through the door is that um, it's, again, it's not kind of like a cliched conversation. It's not somebody dis- making a choice to not answer his dad. He's forcibly not able to <laughs> say I love you to his dad because he's bound in webs and stuff. And it, and it kind of, it's maybe a bit, what's the word I'm looking for? It's maybe a bit convenient, but actually it's really, you you know in yourself you want him to say it and you know you can sense that Miles wants to say it as well, but he can't. And so you've got that yearning in you and then that leads so beautifully on to that, I want something positive to happen now. And that's where yeah. we get the leap of faith, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And I think the emotion from that conversation, because when Miles officially does make the leap of faith, I get very emotional because... That's him finally becoming Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You know, that that is it. And and my favorite song on the soundtrack is What's Up Danger, but you get the song and the score combined together. I think this score is really underrated. A lot of people are always like, oh, the soundtrack's so good. But have you ever listened to the score of this movie? It's beautiful. It is so good. And the fact that we just get a hybrid of both of these things, him doing the leap, him in the suit, which is so freaking cool. And, and right before that, we get this awesome scene with him and Aunt May. That is also one of my favorite things yeah. ever, where she's like, I knew you'd be back. Gosh, the most bad, like, in the, in a span of five years, we got hot Aunt May and badass <laughs> Aunt May. It's oh, so great. <laughs> I love Lily Tomlin as Aunt May. It is one of the best yeah. things. They said ever. they had her in mind the entire time. Like, they were writing the character, and they're like, all right, think Lily Tomlin. And so they were just oh. so stoked when she said yes. I love it. I love it. I, even when, like, they have that, like, fight where all the villains come to her house and she's got the baseball bat yeah. and she's like, take it outside. And she's just not having any of it. Oh, I love her. Oh, but, it's Liv. Yeah. Oh, it's Liv. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so good. But yeah, this leap of faith. I'm so excited to know, like, y- you guys also think it's the best thing. It is very powerful it is spider-man it is miles like becoming spider-man which is the best thing and it's just so that ty you were talking about that shot where he's jumping and it just him slowly coming down and yeah it's it's, i want to get that tattooed on my brain just so i can (laughs) always picture it It is top five best Mm. film shots of all time of him where it looks like he's diving into the city god or just no levitating into the city not diving yeah. into the city well apparently in yeah. the screenplay it says he describes it as he falls and rises which is just oh. like oh, oh my goodness jesus i'm gonna that's have to awesome. sit down after <laughs> oh my god that's yeah. what it is it's, it's that act, actually nailed on that is exactly what happens 
Yeah, that specific shot was my number one, that where it does invert the camera. So he is falling into the city, but he's like rising to become mm-hmm. who he's supposed to be. And like he's rising to meet the challenge of becoming Spider-Man. So, yeah, that one specific shot. What's up, Dane? Just playing in the background. He's just in his new suit that he painted himself. <laughs> um, it, it's just the whole everything about it is so sick. It's my favorite, like favorite part of any movie maybe that I think I've ever seen in my life. Also, I love the... People were like, you get a lot of like people pointing out continuity issues and errors because people love to do that with movies. And they're like, well, if it's Peter Parker's suit, then how did it fit Miles? It'll be much smaller when the entire point of this movie is that anybody could wear the mask and <laughs> anybody could wear the suit and anybody could be Spider-Man. And so the filmmakers were talking about it. They're like, like, yeah, obviously it doesn't make sense. Peter Parker is much taller, but like the entire deal is anybody can be Spider-Man. That's literally the point of the movie. And so I just and thought then, that was a cool. Aunt May probably that- fixed it. Right, that's, that's, that's the right answer. That is the yeah, canon answer, and they yeah. fixed it. Yeah, yeah. But if you go back to the Stan Lee cameo in the very beginning, after the Chris Pine Peter Parker dies, and Miles goes and buys the suit, you know, Stan Lee says to him, "It always fits eventually." So yeah, it's yeah. kind of like foreshadowing that. So Marcy, yeah, those people you. can suck it. Okay? <laughs> <Whoa>! <laughs> I can't believe you did a crotch chop at the same time as saying that. <laughs> <laughs> also speaking of stanley there's a fun thing and um like i guess a little easter egg that if you hit pause on the movie in literally any scene where like the train is going by when they're like showing shots of new york you can see stanley inside the train in all of the shots because all of the animators that worked on the movie were like i want to animate stanley are you kidding <laughs> me Aww, i would absolutely love that. to animate stanley so they just put him in every single train shot that's oh, cool. I can't wait to look for him watching yeah. this again. Oh, so uh, cool. What I like about the follow-up to that when he does his leap of faith and then he goes to um, the collider and he swings in and Peter B turns around and he's like, Miles? And then Liv <laughs> is like, Spider-Man? <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and, that really, and he's finally christened <laughs> as Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and, and I think Gwen calls him Spider-Man when she leaves as well, which is like he's earned that now yeah that's that's his name his like intro of him like double like launching himself into live and he goes from invisible to visible is Mm -hmm. so cool and that that um when he's doing that all hopping around on on various different things to get to the the goober to get to the button and and b park is like we taught him that i didn't (laughs) i didn't teach him that and you definitely didn't teach him That's so good. God, this any, movie's so anything good. else about the leap of faith or any honorable mentions you guys want to bring up? Uh, an honorable mention, um, and it's it's another thing, sort of about the animation, just a specific thing about it. Um, they sped up the frame rate of which Miles specifically is animated throughout the movie. So it, it it's one of those things that you you won't really notice until someone says it. I don't think, but they had him at a much choppier frame rate at the beginning and slower frame rate to show his like inexperience and that he doesn't know what he's doing. Especially the scene like where he's swinging through the through the woods with the computer in one hand. Um, he's it, it's everything's very clunky, and as he like does the leap of faith and he gets the new suit and he starts to figure things out, his frame rate is slowly sped up as a way to show that he's figuring it out and he's like kind of knows what he's doing and he's more comfortable now. Um, which I think is such a cool little touch yeah. that I would never have noticed just watching it, but after reading it and then going back and watching it, I'm like, holy, that, yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it, like he does look so much more smoother now than he than he did earlier on in the film. It's such a fun touch with the animation. 
Beautiful. Oh. Yeah. Beautiful. That's a good one. My honorable mention was the quips. This is the yes. best quippy Spider-Man movie. Every Spider-Man had great quips. You had Nicolas Cage with like, what was he calling people? Like basket something or <laughs> I don't know. It was, it, I don't know. It was, it was hilarious. You had uh, Peter Porker with random quips. Uh, Gwen Stacy had some, even I think like when R.I. Peter died, he was, his last thing he said was a quip, right? It's gotta be something <laughs> like that. But the quips were on point for every Spider-Man. Person. Well, that, that that's kind of what I was going to say. In that, my favorite is when they're trying to, we're trying to. Peter B. Parker and Miles have gone back to Alchemax to try and redo the Goober, and Miles is trying to figure everything out, and he can't quite manage it. So he just tries to steal the yeah. uh, the hardware, and they're running away. And Peter B. Parker catches catches up to him. And he said, "Good news, we don't need the monitor." <laughs> I just laugh every single time at that. Brilliant. Yeah. And when he's doing his little, and <laughs> yeah. he, you can't see that at home, but I was doing that thing with my hand where I'm doing like a talky face. <laughs> and, and then he's like, I'm lying. That was all bad. Everything she said was bad. <laughs> I guess, yeah, my honorable mention, just the last thing here. Danny and I were kind of talking about this a little bit before uh, we started recording, but like, I don't know. Danny and I just haven't really been in the mood to watch movies lately, so it's always fun to watch something you know you love. So thank you guys for picking this because I really love this movie. I know Dirk does too. And it's just something like I get to relax for a little bit, watch something I really enjoy, and then I get to talk about it with my friends. So thank you guys so much for picking it. Oh, you're welcome. Easy choice. It's the yeah. number one on my Letterbox top four and will be there for a very long time. So pretty easy call for me. Yeah, I think when you asked us, you asked, okay, we're doing animated month. What movie do you want to do? And Danny hadn't responded for a while, but I immediately was like, we're going to do Into the Spider-Verse, and Danny's going to agree with me. And like three hours later, he's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do that movie. Yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> Fully in. Oh, man. Well, I think it's time. Uh, so this started a couple mix ago. Mixes ago, I guess. Mixes. Uh, months ago. I'm not allowed to say months. I'm only I let Ty get away with it. I purposely didn't call him up on it. But you oh, great, have to say mixtape. Okay? I literally have a shock collar on and he like zaps me every time I say month instead of mix. The range but... of the shock collar. It's real <laughs> delay. It's incredible. It takes, I will like... feel it tomorrow yeah. at noon while I'm working and I'll be like, what was that? Well, <laughs> it's actually Mochi that is pressing the button. You know? She's just laying on it. It's just constantly going <laughs> But well, you're uh, not Ron... her off that either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, you're not. But um, a couple of mixes ago, our good friend Ron uh, came up with this idea that we should pick a song for one episode. Um, he decided, but we've decided to keep up with it for every episode because we're just really enjoying it. So I just want to know what song or songs did you guys pick that you think connects to this movie? Uh, I'll go first because I just have the one. I know Ty, you made a whole freaking well, playlist. Well, I'm only going to say one, but I I did ma- I I over prepared for this part. I made like a full yeah. playlist of stuff. That I, I want to hear it so you can share it definitely. So. Yeah. Um, I just had the one, and uh, I, I picked this song specifically because I could very easily picture, especially the chorus of this song, fitting into the movie. I'm picturing the scene where. Uh, at the beginning where Miles is walking down the streets of Brooklyn and he's jumping up and throwing stickers on signs and trips over his shoelaces and stuff. I can picture the chorus of the song playing there. And also because in Miles's room at Visions Academy, he had a poster of this guy in his room. It's no problem from Chance the Rapper. Oh, yeah. yes. And it's, it's changed. Nice. It's like, what? That's 
the title of the album is three, right? But it's four. Yeah, in this on universe. his hat, on this yeah. hat in this universe, he's wearing a four. But yeah, it's it's a fun song. It's an upbeat song. Chances pictures literally in this movie felt like an easy call. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Also in this universe, Steph Curry is not a basketball player. He's a golfer. Oh, I missed that. It's in I the background. That. Yeah. And what? the yeah. movie is called From Dusk Till Sean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's that too. Yeah. And there's a Seth Rogen horse movie on the one billboard. Yeah. And then John Mulaney and Nick Kroll's Oh, Hello, Broadway is Hi, hi Hello. <laughs> I've never seen that. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah. I'll have to look for that. I might watch this again tonight and look for that. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right, Ty, you can share as many as you like, but definitely at least in our chat, share the playlist at some point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Well, I went through, I was trying to figure out, like, okay, should I go, like, strictly New York? Like, Beastie Boys, obviously, they're from Brooklyn. Or should I go Nas or Wu-Tang? Like, Bring the Ruckus from Wu-Tang was in heavy consideration. But ultimately, there's one right answer. Characters modeled after Donald Glover. So I'm going to go with Childish Gambino, and I'm going 3005. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I love it. Thank Thanks, you. Guys. Marcy, what have you got? So I, uh, you know, I was scrambling today. <laughs> um, so uh, what, a, what a shock. <laughs> I picked a song that just the energy and the vibe of it really, I feel like especially matches the final act of this movie. So I picked a song. It's called Begin Again, and it's by a group I really love called Purity Ring. Um, I'll share it with Ooh, you Ooh, I love Purity Ring. Yeah, they're Big so fan. good. This song rules. Yeah, it's it's just the vibe of it really just reminds me. Like, I could see maybe Begin Again even being the Leap of Faith, like, jump song. Yeah. It, but thank God we get What's Up Danger, because I just love that song mm. so much in that scene. But Listen with good yeah. headphones, because Purity Ring does this cool thing where it's like they bounce, like, all around you in their mm-hmm. songs. It's so cool. Well, my pick is not not like your three picks. Um, which, uh, so it's the summer holidays over here, school holidays. So my life is forfeit for six weeks, uh, and I'm basically my kids' butler as they as they request various different forms of food or drink or play based activities. So I've had that in my head, and I was trying to think of a song that um, was about fulfilling your potential um, like miles did uh, and as a uh, salute to my daughter i have gone for Katy perry firework oh a banger i support that mm-hmm. oh great well thank you guys for the songs and for you know being on the episode i think Right now, sorry, we're going to get into the email time. And I, I think uh, Jerky did say we have an email because I never check. Um, you know, we do. That's so my job. I, well, if you want to write an email to this podcast, then you can write one to the movie mixtape pod at gmail.com. Maybe you could um, tell us what your favorite episode of rankings was. Was it the one where they did yeah. one hit wonders? Was it? Was it that one? <laughs> we do, we've done that, yeah. Yeah, I know. I've listened to it. Or or maybe you want to tell us, um, I don't know, maybe you want to tell us about... Um, Favorite your... episode of New Girl. There you probably. go. Probably let us know about that. Let us know about that. Who, yeah, who your favorite character in New Girl is as well. Um, if it's not Nick Miller, you need to give us a really good explanation. Um, <laughs> yeah, then, just, so... then just don't send in the email. <laughs> yeah. we, do, we do accept Winston after a certain season. Once he gets yeah. real into cats and birds. After, after, yes. <laughs> after a couple of seasons, Winston also. <laughs> um, but we've got two emails, actually. 
Oh wow! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Both from okay. both from the same person. Both from <laughs> Tim Hamilton. Oh, Tim! And I do wonder Welcome if back, Tim. I do wonder if maybe I failed to read one last week, and that's what's happened here. <laughs> but anyway, here we go. First we email: Pottery Throwdown! Exclamation mark. Hey, you two. Well, there are four of us on this week. Tim, <laughs> we love He's talking to me entirely. Yeah, actually. we love. <laughs> yeah, we love the Pottery Throwdown. Also, exclamation mark. The main host. And he's put this in a different font. Keith Bymer yeah. Jones. How do you say his name? Brimer Jones. I, I only know his first name, and it's cute. I don't even know. You could do different fonts in an email. Tim, wow, you're impressing <laughs> me now. Cries about the pottery more than dirt cries about his spilled sun cream. Well, jokes on you because I don't cry about <laughs> spilled sun cream. Okay, I just tut quietly. I have another Lord of the Rings animated movie story, but I'll save that for next time. Well, Tim, guess what? I forgot to read that last week, so maybe I've got it in your next email. Um, Here we go again. Tim Hamilton. Hello. (laughs) So glad you are loving Strange New Worlds like I am, Dirk. I am. Have you boys seen Strange New Worlds? Do you guys like Star Trek? Do you like Star Trek? I've been watching, I've recently found Big Fat Quiz, and I've only been watching that. (laughs) Big Fat Quiz? (laughs) Or the UK thing? Yeah. With Richard Richard Aoyde. And uh, Noel Fielding. My boy. It's a good show, to be fair. Marcy, get on that Paramount Plus so you can watch it too. I have this Lord of the Rings animated movie story I have yet to tell you to, but no time this week. Oh, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Tim. I've smelled a bit ruined. Yes, please. He's got a bit cooking. (laughs) Tim, how could you do us like that on live television? (laughs) It's not appropriate. Marcy was so excited. And now she's had to sit back down. I was standing up, but now I'm sitting yeah. back. She had Marcy Three. raised over her head, or Mochi raised over her head. <laughs> like shouting. the Lion King. It takes a lot but... of strength to do that. <laughs> Mochi weighs but... about 500 pounds. Uh, she's pretty close. But we're, we're not getting into that. No judgment. No judgment to my fat cat. But, Tim, three things. One, I do three have Paramount Plus. Two, I just don't have time right now, Tim. And three, thank you for writing in. I look forward to your Lord of the Rings story. <laughs> the tone changed when you got to your third thing then. I was glad about that because you've taken the time to write in and you were being very dismissive. Very dismissive. <laughs> Tim, thank you. Uh, Tim is the host, co-host, however you want to say it, of the Seti Bimco podcast. And he's an incredible uh, cartoonist. And um, he has his book out, which is what? Tales of the Super Duper 7, I think, or Super Duper 6. So congratulations again on your book, Tim. Mm-hmm. Well done. But I'm yet to see the Pottery Throwdown. Yeah. Have you guys watched Ty Danny? Have you seen the Great Pottery Throwdown? No. I didn't. So I think that like... I thought that was like an inside joke. That no. Y'all so, <laughs> <laughs> so it is It is literally like Bake Off, but with pottery. It is oh, so man. relaxing. I'm, that's it's all you on... have to say. I'm sold. It's on HBO Max, uh, at least in America. I don't know about the UK. And uh, you guys should watch it. It's it's really good. There's, uh, I think, only four seasons. Um, but there was a new one a couple months ago. I just finished it. And it, it, it's a really feel-good, relaxing show. So definitely check it out. I'm sold. Mikey P got me hooked on it. So Mikey P. Mikey P. I can't wait. Is he doing art for this episode, too? Yes, mm-hmm. Ridiculous. That guy. What? Once we once we get it, I'll send it to you guys so you guys can see it before we. You didn't see it before Dirk. I thought you always get to see it before Dirk. Uh, well, I can't disclose that because he gets a little jealous. So sorry. A little jealous. Um, he gets into a rage. Almost booked some okay. plane tickets the other week, but I couldn't decide where to fly to your house or Mikey P's. So I just sat back down again. Um. 
So if, if you if you want to write to us though, the movie mixtape pod at gmail.com and we have an Instagram at the underscore movie mixtape. Right? Yes. Right. We Perfect. Do. And uh Ty and Danny, why don't you tell us where we can find uh rankings stuff? Go for it. Yeah. Uh, it's at Rank Kings Pod on Instagram. We kind of abandoned the Twitter, but mostly because we forgot about Twitter. We're I always forget it exists. I really yeah, forget that Twitter is a thing. We are just the pits at social media. Uh, you can the show is called The Rank Kings. That's uh, three separate words. Uh, it just anywhere you listen to podcasts. I think I don't think it's excluded from anywhere. I think it's really it's really easy if people have ever used the internet to type those three words into mm-hmm. a podcast device and go the rank kings and it will come up because yeah. I've done it and I've listened to you that way and it's been super easy. I've done it on yeah. various different things. I've done it on Spotify and I've done it on Pocket Cast, so I know it works in wow. two different uh, venues. <laughs> So that's, that's good to know. I've never once listened to our show before, so it's oh, good to know that somebody else can confirm that at all. <laughs> I never listened to our show. <laughs> can you imagine? But oh, thanks, thank boys. You. It was a, yeah, it was a great time so having much. you on. Yeah, thanks yeah, for having us. This was a lot of fun. My sides hurt from laughing, so thank you. <laughs> I think we got it to 90% giggles, Ty. So we, yeah, we there you go. <laughs> well done. And uh, next week, uh, we have a bonus episode coming up. We have a big surprise specifically for um, some of our friends in the 70mm Discord. That's all I'm going to say for now. But we do have a fun bonus episode, and it's going to stick with the animation mix. And we have a surprise guest, and that's all. I'm going to leave it at that for now. So Dirk looks so confused. Dirk has no idea what you're talking <laughs> about what's going on. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> uh, just let the water wash over me, to be honest, Danny, and just... <laughs> Go with the flow. Whatever Marcy <laughs> says is happening. Oh, that's what's happening. Is it okay? But I'm excited about it, whatever it is. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Ric Flair, woo! It's, a, it's actually a second episode of the Lord of the Rings animated movie. She told me. <laughs> <laughs> and we've you got Tim coming on with his story. Oh, God. That would be amazing. Thanks for organizing that, Marcy. Um, but yeah, thanks very much. Shall we bid adieu? Uh, yes, thank you guys. Hopefully we can get you back on sometime soon. Hopefully we can get Dirk on ranking sometime. We just got to yeah, figure yeah, out the scheduling sense. stuff. Yeah, we don't want to keep him up too late. <laughs> yeah. Like we did today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's now officially the year 3021. It's a dystopian nightmare <laughs> over here. Oh. Everything is rationed. It's over. <laughs> Everything is rationed, including Parmesan cheese. <laughs> but if you're gonna stay up for one movie it's gotta be spider-verse mm-hmm. so i'm just saying it's it's a good one at least but thank you guys so much uh talk to you soon so excited for this episode to come out i cannot wait and i will definitely share the mikey p art that i may or may not have already so <laughs> I'm just saying all right bye okay, bye suck on that you suckers <laughs> did i just say that dirk <laughs> is a podcast hosted by Dirk and Marcy, mixed and edited by me. Our logo comes from Iron Tooth Design. Find us on Instagram at the underscore movie mixtape and catch new episodes on Wednesdays. Thanks for listening. Bye!